But Xi Jinping's three-day visit to the Persian Gulf Kingdom, which began on Wednesday, is perhaps unlike any other in the Chinese leader's recent memory. It comes as the two authoritarian nations are seeking new partnerships in a multipolar world. Partnerships that the United States and Joe Biden in particular view with growing alarm. For more, I'm joined by our international affairs commentator, Doug Herbert. Hi, Doug. How are you? Um, so both of these leaders are finding common cause. How much uh, has the relationship between Beijing and, and Riyadh evolved over the years? A lot. And it's not just about oil anymore. I mean, on, on, at first blush, it might seem like odd bedfellows. You know, the Chinese leader and the putative head of Saudi Arabia, the crown prince, meeting, getting along famously. What's this really about? Well, obviously, it's about oil, but not just. Um, look. Uh, MBS, the Mohammed bin Salman, was in China in 2019, uh, shortly after the murder of the Washington Post columnist Shamal Khashoggi uh, at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Uh, and he got to sort of burnish his image, MBS, on the world stage. And he went to China to do it. He knew he wasn't going to get any uh, lip from, from Xi criticizing him on human rights or anything else, especially not Khashoggi. Let me bring up a chart, though, to just give you a sense of how much these relations have evolved. Because Saudi Arabia, like I said, said it had been about oil for many, many, many years. But it's no longer just about that. They are getting involved on all of these fronts. They both share what a, a common disdain for the United States, and they're both gloating, in a sense, together, Xi and MBS, in what they see as America's decline. They love that. And they see an opportunity for both of them to burnish their own images and deflect in the glory of the other, if you will. So military drones, 5G, infrastructure projects, uh, obviously, you know, weapon uh, technology. China is Saudi Arabia's biggest trade partner. I think it's 50 to $90 billion last year that these two countries did in trade. China, the world's top oil importer, bringing in oil. Most of that is, uh, a lot of that is Saudi Arabian oil. Saudi Arabia, the world's top oil importer exporter, I think almost 20%, we have it there, of Saudi exports, about 18%, went to China last year. So these are two countries that, as they strategically try to realign, you use the word multipolar, right? Not, it's not just about the U.S. anymore. They're trying to find common cause, and they both know they're two authoritarian leaders. They're not going to say this explicitly. Two authoritarian leaders that know when they visit one another, it's going to be about business and oil and transactions. They're not going to be lectured to about human rights or other inconvenient topics like the murder of a, of, a, of, a, of a journalist in your consulate in Saudi, in, in, in Istanbul. So it's an interesting visit, and it's part of the culmination of an ongoing evolution. Certainly unlikely uh, to be any accountability for rights yeah. abuses coming yeah. out of that meeting, Doug. So Nothing. Xi Jinping is getting the red carpet treatment in Saudi Arabia then. Why is this visit uh, by Chinese, the Chinese leader such a big deal for both sides? Yeah, it's a big deal for both sides because it's part of what I call this broader strategic shift. This is not just China. This is not just Xi Jinping meeting with Mohammed bin Salman. Obviously, it's that. There are other summits on the side. The Gulf Cooperation Council, it's a big Arab summit also that's going to be held. There are dozens, literally, of Arab heads of state and government uh, meeting uh, with the Chinese leader over the next couple of days. Look at the Global Times newspaper. It is a state-run, uh, that is a euphemism for a, prop a Chinese propaganda, Communist Party propaganda outlet. This is an editorial in the Global Times, so in that propaganda outlet. This is a milestone, they say, in the history of the of the country's relations, and will take the cooperation between the sides to a whole new level. The sides being not just China, Saudi Arabia, China and Arab countries. Arab countries looking to strategically shift their focus collectively 
eastwards, not wanting to rely as much on that U.S. security alliance and security umbrella. Still, they know they can't do without the U.S. They still need the U.S., especially in Saudi Arabia's showdown with Iran. They can't do without the U.S., but they love the fact that they now have another strong and rising power that they can turn to to sort of snub the U.S., to sort of in your face to Washington and show them you're not the only game in town, you're not the only partner, we have other people, we have your arch-rival China, who's more than happy to do business with us and isn't going to be lecturing us. The war in Ukraine has certainly precipitated that, uh, Doug. So China's gain here in many ways also represents somewhat of a loss, perhaps, for the United yeah. States. What does the United States uh, think of this visit? They hate it. Uh, and one of the, the, you know, the top concerns, obviously, is these are two countries who, and you sort of alluded to this, two countries which have directly supported Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine, a war that is absolutely atrocious and anathema to everything that Washington stands for. China buying oil uh, from, from Russia and Saudi Arabia recently uh, refusing to raise its oil production as the U.S. had almost begged for when Joe Biden visited back in, in July and was snubbed. Let me show you what Joe Biden actually said during that visit. You'll remember, Biden's visit is sort of the absolute opposite of the pomp and circumstance of the Xi visit. He was in Saudi Arabia back in July, that famous fist bump visit with Mohammed bin Laden, uh, bin, bin Salman, where, excuse me, Mohammed bin Salman, where neither of them were smiling. Uh, we will not walk away and leave a vacuum to be filled by China, Russia, or Iran. That's how he sees it. He really sees his potential for sort of the, the U.S. to be left out in the cold here. He's not going to allow that to happen, or he doesn't want that to happen. But so far, Saudi Arabia is essentially saying, we're not going to let the U.S. dictate the way we do diplomacy with the rest of the world. We're not going to choose sides, is what Saudi Arabia essentially is saying to the U.S., if not in so many words. We will do business with China because China is a giant power, rising power, and we want to do business with it. And yet, we'll continue to do business with you too, Washington, because yes, that security uh, relationship is convenient for both of us. And by the way, you need us too as a big ally in, in the Middle East. So it's right now a marriage of convenience, as one person said, that um, they were able to sort of mingle the Saudi and the U.S. leaders when they met. But um, one uh, official, uh, Chinese official, said that Xi Jinping and, and Mohammed bin Salman actually meshed. They got along famously. Washington doesn't like it at all. Washington doesn't really have a choice uh, at this moment in time. This is the shape of things going forward. More and more countries that Washington regards as authoritarian, dictatorial, unipolar, looking for alliances, alliances that show that America is not the only game in town anymore in this multipolar world. Certainly be interesting to see if it'll reverberate to other countries looking to end the, the more unipolar world. Uh, Doug Herbert, we'll wait and see. Thank you very much.